0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this recap episode of Flow Over Fear. And I got to say that I am still buzzing about this interview that I just had with Amanda Moriucci. She's the CEO of App Adventures, uh, which is one of the largest female owned technology development firms in the world. And, you know, that in and of itself is, is absolutely amazing. But one of the reasons I'm so, I was so drawn in by this interview. Is because there, there. Sometimes you sit down and you talk with people, and and you you're introduced to people who have such a contagious energy of achievement and drive and passion that you know it it left me, at least in this interview, it left me as the interviewer feeling so much more certain about my direction, my path, and and where I'm I'm called to. And knowing that that's the path that I need to go. And I think that this is something that's that's going to resonate with a lot of people that are listening to this episode. So I really hope that you listen to the interview because uh, there's so many nuggets of wisdom, so many directions we went. It'll be impossible for me to recap and cover all of it. Uh, I mean, I have so many notes, but I, I at least wanted to cover some of the highlights that came out of this without knowing, knowing that we won't get to them all one of the most important things we touched on came at the very, very end of the conversation. And it was the perfect mic drop moment, um, which was to say that it is po- that it, she said that it is possible to be generous, both generous and successful. Um, a lot of times we have a zero sum game of like, well, if we want to be successful, we have to sacrifice our souls in some ways. But, uh, but, with that idea that it's possible to be generous and successful. And Amanda is living both of those qualities. She's bringing the passion of how she wants to change the world to this company that she runs. And, uh and, and in doing so it's like, it's, it's allowing people to take ownership of their own data of their own, um, you know, their own business data instead of um, having other, the big tech companies own it uh, through her application development. She's helping people to own it. Um, uh, but it's not just that. I I mean just the fact that just the conversation and how it went from um one of the last questions I'd asked her was how she went into buying Appit Ventures. Like what what brought her to that point? Because as she started out, she started out as a uh selling new new homes. And then, you know, she eventually went into technology and selling to CIOs where she struggled a bit with the communication there, but eventually caught, you know, uh, caught her stride. Um, and then down the line, she, she went to buy this app adventures. And when we think, we tend to think that when that there's, that there's this deliberate or, uh, extremely purposeful approach to buying businesses a lot of times uh, for, to the entrepreneurial journey, um, that that there's always this idea of this, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur in this, I'm going to buy this business and it's gonna be successful and we're gonna go down the line. Rarely does that happen. And you know, one of the points that Amanda made was that many entrepreneurial journeys start out by accident as hers did. She simply bought uh, uh, Appit um, because uh uh, it was the next stage in that development of and um and you know she said something really important and really vital there that that when you're called to do something when you're called to do something you know you're called to do it and you're drawn to do it you 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 and if you're a driven person you do that thing a lot of us get mired in that idea of well, we're feeling this calling, but we're not doing it because we're in this job or we're in this comfortable situation, or other people expect things of us that are not consistent with this. And there's a misalignment. And that's where being unfulfilled lives. That it lives in that 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 opposing dynamic. But when we're called to do something and we're doing it, we're aligned. We're moving in that direction. So you have to do it. And that, that was the message that Amanda was driving toward. And, uh, and one of the things that she said with conviction was that failure is not an option. And I leaned into this a little bit more because a lot of times we're led to believe and, and we're, and, and I've said this myself, uh, that, you know, many times with regard to failure, failure is okay. We can, you know, fail upward or we could fail. Uh, uh, you know, fail our way to the top or we, where uh, we learn from failure, things like that. And that's certainly, in my opinion, I believe that to be true, but there's context matters in this case. And in the context of what Amanda was talking about, th- these are the important things that we need to look at where failure is not an option, are non-negotiables. She calls them glass balls because if we drop those glass balls, they break. Um, things like failure within the family is not an option or failure within her uh within Appet the 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 business that she owns is not an option because she doesn't want to uh she can't fathom the idea of 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 losing that business and the people that work there and the impact that it has on the community and that that attitude drives her forward um and so there certainly there are things there are rubber balls, so to speak, that we can drop and they just bounce up and down. But we have to be intentional about knowing what our glass balls are so that we can hold on to them. Um and that is that is an element of of uh you know of 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 becoming excellent. And this is something she had learned from one of her earliest mentors, which is somebody that the one of the people that trained her um in one of her earlier jobs of selling homes. Her name was Natasha and, um, and Amanda says that she was beautifully trained by Natasha. And the reason that was, was because Natasha um, walked the talk. She believed that excellence, she believed in, in, in excellence and in practicing excellence and she practiced what she preached. Um, and this brought Amanda to this philosophy of excellence, and mediog- mediocrity can't cohabitate that, uh, that, that, uh, either mediocrity, mediocrity would, 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 you know, go by the wayside or would, would select itself out, or it would rise up to excellence with excellent leadership. And, um, with that, she'd said that you're not entitled to be a leader. Uh, you need to be worthy. You need to earn it. You need, uh, you need to, you have to demand more of yourself. And this led us into a, a direction of talking about, balance, because a lot of times when you're demanding a lot of yourself, especially as a leader, uh, you tend to get burned out. Uh, you, tend to, uh, you tend to not be able to find that balance. But digging into this with Amanda a little bit more, she said there's no such thing as balance. And this resonated with me because uh, of a recent interview I had with Aaron Velke, who said he didn't believe in balance either. He believed in harmony. And the power came there is that that, that um, I made the analogy of when you're when you're looking at a uh, a person walking a tightrope or you know one of those tension lines between two trees when somebody's walking on that it requires a lot of energy to maintain balance. Same is true in life. If we're seeking balance in life, it's going to drain our energy. It's going to take a lot of energy. But when we're looking for that harmony. Um, When we when we find that the things that we do to be good parents overlap in the things we do to be good leaders at work, or or we're aligned in our values, or we're we're aligned in in our philosophies, in how we how we show up authentically at work and at home and in our communities, then we're living in harmony. We don't have to find balance, but we're living in harmony, and that harmony creates more energy. creates It gives us that ability to be more of ourselves. So that we can, uh, so that we continue to grow. Um, after all, we aren't built for p- perfection, as Amanda says. We're built to try, and uh, and and when we try, we continuously experience growth. Uh, one of the points about fear that Amanda made was that all fear is an indicator of lack of knowledge. So, in other words, if she's experienced that fear of of anything there's a lack of knowledge either it could be a lack of knowledge about the future or what you know what to expect um or a lack of knowledge about uh, about a specific topic so we get afraid so then the, the 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 powerful thing that she said there was that education is the antidote to fear and so one of the things she does when she feels burned out which admittedly she said is 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 something that she does struggle with um she leans into education. She leans into that. Uh, she learns into, into, uh, seeking out the inspiration from specific people. And I asked her who specifically she looks, looks at Dan go is one of them. Andrea Fawcett is another, uh, Lewis Howes, Ryan holiday, and uh, Lauren Zoller are a few that she, uh, that she listens to, um, that she looks at and that she goes to for, for inspiration. And, um, um, You know kind of going back in in the interview to where she you know what skills she got um early on and um within sales she learned very very early in her life that she was made for sales i mean she held the record for girl scout cookie sales um and i think she held it she said she held it for a very long time so she was born to be a salesperson but what she found when she took the leap from uh from selling homes which she said, "Required, or or where her enthusiasm really helped in that situation, to selling in the technology level, she found that that enthusiasm didn't really resonate nece- necessarily with the CTOs and the people and the CIOs, the people who were making those big decisions. But they were more um, expertise uh, focused. So she had to shift her style of sales, which led her to understand that you know." when she that that it was one of the things that she wishes we was were taught in school and to kids, and I agree with this wholeheartedly is better communication, how we communicate in different circles, how we communicate with people, how we sell one of the things that that blew my mind was that you know we have a lot of within our colleges we have a lot of business administrative degrees. Uh, business administration degrees, uh, things like economics, or you can get a degree in marketing, or you get a degree in accounting, which uh, uh, which Amanda did. But there are very, very few, if any, uh, degrees in sales, and sales is a is a skill that is wildly valuable, wildly valuable, not just for salespeople, but just for life, because you learn the communication, you learn to get rejected. You learn to deal with that rejection in a positive way. You deal the art of persuasion rather than pressuring. And if they taught more of that, I, I think that we all could be, uh, better communicators. Um, anyway, this, this was a very, very powerful, um, powerful interview. And I really, really hope you'll, you'll watch it because I cannot do it justice here. On this recap, I can only highlight some of the the gold nuggets here, but hearing it from Amanda herself, hearing these nuggets of wisdom, hearing this leadership expertise that she shares with us, uh, it's one of the most powerful things you'll get all week, if not, uh, out of this, out of this, uh, uh, out of this month. So please give it a listen. I thank you so much for uh, tuning in on Flow to Flow Over Fear, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the flow over fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.